Welcome and thank you for joining us on Birth Mother Matters in Adoption with Kelly Rourke Scary and me, Ron Rains, where we delve into the issues of adoption from every angle of the adoption triad. Do what's best for your kid and for yourself because if you can't take care of yourself, you're definitely not going to be able to take care of that kid and that's not fair. And I know that my daughter will be well taken care of with them. Don't have an abortion. Give this child a chance. All I could think about was needing to save my son. My name is Kelly Rourke-Scary. I am the executive director, president, and co-founder of Building Arizona Families Adoption Agency, the Donna K. Evans Foundation, and creator of the You Before Me campaign. I have a bachelor's degree in family studies and human development and a master's degree in education with an emphasis in school counseling. I was adopted at the age of three days, born to a teen birth mother, raised in a closed adoption, and reunited with my birth mother in 2007. I have worked in the adoption field for over 15 years. And I'm Ron Raines. I've worked in radio since 1999. I was the co-host of two successful morning shows in Prescott, Arizona. Now I work for my wife, who's an adoption attorney, and I'm able to combine these two great passions and share them on this podcast. If you enjoy this podcast, make sure to rate and review us on whatever platform you use to listen to us and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Look for AZ Adopt Podcast. Today's episode is going to be catching up on the status of many topics that we've discussed over the past six months, and we're going to go ahead and just jump right into them. So starting off with adoption parent profiles going on our website is something that is very exciting. And we have uh, chosen the program that we're going to be using. Uh, All of the families that are currently in our domestic adoption program have received an email letting them know that this is a voluntary opportunity to where they can choose to contract directly with uh, the CARES entity, which is the program that we chose. It's called Parent Finder. And they can start the process of getting their adoption profile live on our website. So super exciting. Okay, so now you've contacted these adoptive families. How many have responded positively? How many have said, no, I don't want to be online? We have heard back, I think, from, I want to say 10% so far, because we we need an answer either way. So we haven't heard from the rest of them. Oh, I see. The majority of the ones that we've heard from so far have made the decision and want to proceed. Mm -hmm. The other ones, we haven't gotten a decision yet. So it'll be interesting to see what amount or percentage of those families don't want to move forward and which ones are still deciding whether or not this is an opportunity they want to partake in. So who has access to these? Anybody can go to the website and see them? Correct. So once they're live, they're a part of our website. So yes, when they are up and ready to be viewed, then anyone can go to the parent um, profiles as waiting adoptive families, and they can go and they can they can meet the families. So birth mothers who are looking at agencies and haven't chosen an agency yet can go on and see the families that are presented on the, the website, knowing that that's not all of our families, but that is a sample or a representative of our mm-hmm. agency. So that's and who exciting. knows, it may be, they may see the profile and say, wow, that family I'm interested in. So that's cool. They very well might. Yeah, it's very cool. We've also adopted another program where we are working with an entity that is going to be helping families that have had a disruption, meaning if they have been, if they're an adoptive family who has 
you know, beyond their adoption and they had a disruption in our program moving forward the way that this is going to look. So this isn't for previous families. This is for families who are currently in the program Mm -hmm. and they've had a current disruption. There is a new resource that is going to be available to them where they're going to be working directly with an entity that focuses on fundraising and assisting families in money for the adoption. So the families that have had the unfortunate event of a disruption, they're going to be able to have a, like a leg up in a sense that they're going to have another entity that is not part of building Arizona families that is going to be assisting them in raising those funds that they need so they can continue to pursue their adoption dream. I know that when there is a disruption, that's obviously not just an emotional hit, but it's a big financial hit. And it's hard to jump back on that horse and say, you know, I mean, that's a lot of lot of money to invest into that heartbreak and do we do it again? So this might help them make that decision to try again. I really hope so. I really hope mm-hmm. that this will give them an opportunity that that they may not have been able to to do before. And I right. hope that it is, you know, it takes a little bit of at least the financial burden off of them when they are experiencing the emotional and financial implications of a disruption. Right. Before the podcast, you had asked me uh, how things were going with my daughter having moved <laughs> into the dorm. Yes. I will say that uh, it's getting easier. It doesn't, I don't think that, you know, that the loss of her not being in the same house every day is easier per se, but it is, you become more accustomed to it and you get right. more used to it and it slowly becomes the normal. And so I would say that we're all adjusting and she's having a blast and that's really hard to be <laughs> the Debbie Downer when she's so excited and, you know, is thriving and doing so well. Well, good for her and good for you. And you did tell me that you're, she's coming back, you know, on weekends and things like that. So you yes. still get to see her and it's, you yes. know, so and that that's definitely good. takes a little bit of the sorrow <laughs> away. I will say a funny thing that happened this week is she was having this girls night <clears throat> with some other ladies in her dorm. And I thought, oh, how fun. I would love to partake in that. (laughs) And so (laughs) I asked her, I'm like, honey, am am I too old? Can I come in and, you know, help do pedicures and stuff like that? And she just, she was like, oh, mom. And she wouldn't answer. (laughs) So in other words, yeah, mom, stay away. (laughs) So yeah, which is okay. I get it. I was joking kind of, but you know, Oh, that's great. Well, I am glad you're dealing with it, and I'm proud of you. I'm proud of her. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Moving on, I know there have been some updates in the abortion world. Mm -hmm. What's going on? Actually, um, and this happened a little bit ago, but we haven't talked about it, so I thought we should touch on it. The Justice Department is suing Texas over their new abortion ban, as they call it. Uh, We did talk about the law itself in which people who they don't even have to be Texas residents can sue uh, abortion providers for abortions taking place after the sixth week when, as they say, some women don't even know they're pregnant yet. And we've already voiced our opinions. We won't really go too much into that. But the lawsuit says that the state enacted the law in open defiance of the Constitution Again, we've talked about this. There's no constitutional right for an abortion. And even Roe versus Wade doesn't really 
state that there's there's a right to privacy and they're kind of using that to uh, piggyback upon. Uh, it's clearly unconstitutional under longstanding Supreme Court precedent, Attorney General Merrick Garland said. But Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton tweeted that the administration should focus on fixing the border crisis, Afghanistan, the economy, and countless other disasters instead of meddling in states' sovereign rights. And I, I tend to agree with that. States do have sovereign rights. And uh, so, yeah, that's essentially what's going on. When they're suing them, what mm -hmm. are they looking to obtain? Well, apparently the Justice Department is seeking a permanent injunction from from a federal court in the Western District of Tex Texas. Can't even say words now. But it's likely that the U.S. Supreme Court will have the final word on this matter. So it doesn't look like they're suing for financial. They're so it's a lawsuit. suing okay. to get an injunction. Understood. OK, it'll be interesting to continue to follow this and see see what happens. So as we you know, head on into the holiday season. I mean, we're already mm -hmm. in the, you know, beginning, middle beginning <laughs> of <laughs> October. Uh, we're heading into the holidays. And as an agency, we really like to do things for our birth mothers, especially because they often don't have the funds to celebrate the holidays like like other people do. And so in doing that, you know, we are going to be starting to put out uh, donation boxes at local businesses to try to gather donations so that they can have the Christmas that they want. Uh, we also are going to be doing fundraising, um, of, you know, on our website and so forth to help provide holiday meals for birth mothers, you know, we, we don't just assist the birth mothers that are currently pregnant. We also help those that are in the Donna Cabins Foundation and have already placed their child for adoption. A lot of these birth mothers do have other children who are residing in the home. And because of that, it's very important for us to, to recognize that, you know, as we're assisting a birth mother, we need to assist her so that she can help her child as well. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Christmas is a time where people are very generous and they they do care about helping those. And as amazing as the the angel trees are that used to be at the mall, I don't know if they still do those. I've heard from a lot of women who are in our program that it's very hard to get on that tree. Okay. And so what we've done as an agency is just try to take that down a level, and make it a little easier for them to reach out for help. Very good. Now, so obviously you're looking for financial donations, which people can do on the website as well. But what are there any other kinds of donations? Um, sure, absolutely. We look for toys for boys and girls. Mm -hmm. um, we tell people, you know, some of the birth mothers have children as young as a year. So a year on up, they do need to be new items. Uh, we also look for non-perishable food items as well. Okay, very good. Thank you. I, yeah, I look forward so to exciting. seeing how much we can do for these birth mothers through the season. Absolutely. So I think this is something that that all of our listeners can really, you know, if they're looking for a foundation or an entity to assist in the holiday season, we would love to be one. 
If you're pregnant and considering adoption, we are here for you and understand what you're going through. We've helped hundreds of women place their babies for adoption, and we want to help you as well. We have a pregnancy crisis hotline available 24-7 by phone or text at 623-695-4112, or you can reach us on our toll-free number at 1-800-340-9665. We can make an immediate appointment with you to get you to a safe place, provide food and clothing, and help you get started on creating an Arizona adoption plan, or just give you more information. Check out our blogs on our website at azpregnancyhelp.com and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by looking for AZ Adopt Podcast. If you enjoy this podcast, make sure to rate and review us on whatever platform you use to listen to us. Birth Mother Matters and Adoption was written and produced by Kelly Rourke Scary and edited by me. Thanks go out to Grapes for letting us use their song, I Don't Know, as our theme song. Join us next time on Birth Mother Matters and Adoption. For Kelly Rourke Scary, I'm Ron Rains, and we'll see you then.